Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living the Dream. Yes, this is week number five and we're calling it Sports. My name's Mark Cridland, I am the producer of this, and I'm the one that tries to hold it all together, and I'm joined, as usual, by our two irregular comedians. They are Mr. AMJ, that's Adam Morrison-Jones, and Mr. Paul Tingey. In this week's show, we talk about how good was Trevor when he stood in for AMJ last week. We discuss the Olympics and the upset boxer from this week. Uh, There's mentions of football and all kinds of other sports, and of course the the ideas that came up about the Hunger Games style Olympics, which uh, lots of people are going on about at the moment, and sounds pretty good to us. And another sport that AMJ brought up was the Pogs Championship. Yes, Pogs, you might remember them from the 90s. Uh, He's got a fascination with them, so yeah, find out all about that. And there was also news reports about a man who was... uh, reported to the flight staff on board of a of an airplane because he was writing in a foreign language but what was it and we find all about paul's day out in london also on top of that we have our quiz with the celebrity guest comedian and this week it's the bafta award-winning sarah mills yes she's really good this week and she um she does quite well in the quiz so Sit back, relax, and enjoy another week of living the dream. It's all three of us again, at last. It's nice. After last week, um, AMJ buggered off, and we had to get a uh, a stand-in. And uh, he did all right, actually, didn't he, old Trev? Yeah, stand-in, stand-up. He done all right. He done all right. He said he had a lovely time, which reminded me of like someone going on to Bullseye or something. So... <laughs> I, I like I like to think Trev had a lovely he had a lovely day out got twenty five quid and a bully. Yeah, and he, he was actually prepared, wasn't he? And a speedboat. Yeah, he was prepared. Trev driving a speedboat that'd be the most beautiful <laughs> thing ever to see in the history of the world. Hello, Trev. No. Hello, I'm on a speedboat. <laughs> I pulled out the speedboat and the speedboat goes plowing forward onto a ramp and it just crashes oh. through an orphanage. He wouldn't feel good after that. <laughs> For an orphanage. <laughs> of all the places of that speedboat to go and massacre an orphanage. Because Trev, Trev always gets into trouble when he's trying to do something good. Yeah, yeah, when you say Trev gets into trouble, you know when you read the Beano, Dennis and Menace getting into trouble, isn't him slaughtering an orphanage? Oh, well, Dennis, what have you done now? That's, that's maybe in the Dark Horse comics version. <laughs> the dark, the old new 52 Dennis the Menace. <laughs> it's like the boys. <laughs> That's what happens when I meet. I, I don't know. Maybe. Dash is a pit bull. <laughs> All right. He goes to a. God, no, that's even worse. Oh, I was going to say, goes into a puppy pound. Anyway. What the hell is water the softy? Uh... <laughs> yeah, straight to water the softy, you die. <laughs> Ironically. He uh he once got seasick on a on a wooden horse, didn't he? On a on a rocking horse, Walter the Softy. I think that was uh from the nineteen ninety two annual of the Venus. He, did. Oh. he was too soft. You couldn't have that now, could you? A character who was called Walter the Softy. No, now we're calling him Walter the Snowflake. <laughs> Water the snowflake. Oh, he's woke because he's got feelings. Ugh. Ugh, don't need them, do you? What don't we need feelings. The feelings when he was younger. Girls. Yeah. What are the feelings? Boys didn't have feelings. Men didn't have feelings. Girls did. All you did is play football and then you got on with your life, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And if you had a problem, you'd have a fight. And then exactly. I'm- you give each other a handshake and buy each other a pint and forget all about it. Ben. Birds. Sports. 
Anyway, where were you last week, AMJ? I can't remember. I speedboat. <laughs> I was polishing Trev's speedboat. He's a hard taskmaster. I had a gig, ironically. I was in, not ironically, I was in Romford. Romford? Romford for Stooges Comedy. It was very the, good. The only thing know, in Romford is Christmas shopping. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and Pele, uh, or, or the Romford Pele came from Romford, unsurprisingly. Ray Parler. There you go. Sports. Sports. Men. This is the new uh, sports podcast. (laughs) You're listening to Five Live. (laughs) There's been more talk sport, I think. I love talk sport. Talking of sport, though, if you want to go talking about sport, uh, obviously the Olympics are on at the moment. Um, Is it? Yeah, apparently so. I've uh, I've seen something on the news about Olympics and uh, like five been, rings. Yeah, they got five rings. Yeah, no, yep. just got five rings. There's five oh. little people trying to get rid of those rings in a volcano somewhere in Japan. What? I think you've misunderstood the story of Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was a, it was a long walk. They never went to Japan. Are you sure? But maybe in the sequel. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but the um, there was an Olympic boxer who um, who got a little bit upset. I mean, he was French, so he got a little bit upset. But um, what do you think he did when he got disqualified from a boxing match against a and British he, fighter? Did he cry? Did he show his feelings a lot like Water the Soft? <laughs> he did. He did indeed. He had a full-on epic tantrum. Uh, he screamed at the cameras, then sat down on the ring for half an hour and uh, just sat there sulking. Well, I, think oh, I knew the answer to that one because I've been watching a lot of the Olympics. I thought I'd say something silly first, and AMJ just comes out and kills it. Oh, no. oh sorry, I didn't, I didn't think a, like, a boxer would just cry and sit I, on the ring. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> did he drive a speedboat into an orphanage? Wow. <laughs> I mean, is this guy... I agree he was... <laughs> this guy is in the super heavyweight part of boxing as well, so he's a big fella, and yeah, he just um, he sat on the edge of the ring crying and being you know, really I, upset. If I went to box, I would count as super heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I'm just as muscly as David Hay and uh, you know a, um, Tyson Fury and insulated. and. Uh, I actually have a longer reach than um, one of those as well. I love the statement. If I was to go to box, like you wouldn't need any training. You just rock up. Oh, here he is. Old Tingy the Tornado. I used to box when I was younger. I wish my name was Tingy the Tornado. That's brilliant. It's good, isn't it? You should have known me when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. 12 fights, 12 wins, 8 knockouts. Really? Yeah. Uh, then they discovered our haemophilia, so had to give up the old boxing. Why am I just pitching, picturing Gareth Dory and listening to this guy? Ah, there's another <laughs> thing. He just gave up before. <laughs> I, I, tell you, I tell you what, Gazza, whilst we're talking about sports, I'll give you two for the price of one. Our trials for England schoolboys at the same time I found out haemophilia, England schoolboy rugby, which I couldn't attend because of my haemophilia. Oh. Oh, the one spot I was naturally good at rugby. I mean, do you know why this guy got disqualified? By the way, um, was he the guy who tried chomping on the side of someone's face? Well, the official one, and I think Geraldine one like this. He was disqualified for excessive use of the head. Ooh. I tell you what, I'll be disqualified in every game. True that. But, um, yeah, he caused several cuts to his opponent's head. And it was um, deemed to be too much. Uh, so, yeah. It was, you don't you know, pick up your head. I mean, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to use your fists and the, in, in the big gloves, not, not nut people. So, um, yeah, he's, um, that's why he got disqualified. And he went, it's not fair. I did four years of training for this. And, um, yeah, he's a big fella. You wouldn't mess with him. No. I must be upset, though. You train for four years and then, like, you get disqualified. That, that's, that's worse than losing. So I don't headbutt, then. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to personally. Are you not? I t- it, it was great because at one point 
he did just sort of like sit right on the edge of the ring, just staring at the judges' table. What's going to change from that? Like, what, what did they think? Actually, he shed a few tears now. Best give him a medal. Cheer him up a bit. Cheer him up a bit. I'll give him a bronze. Yeah. <laughs> give him a second series. <laughs> give him a I tried hard badge. <laughs> <laughs> If only they oh. did those at the Olympics, that would be awesome. Just think how many badges we would come. Yeah, little pin badge. You know, just like no, you can make yourself. I, I've seen a few um, people talking about the Olympics, and there's two ideas for future Olympics that I really like. One is that no one trained for the Olympics. You're, it's a bit like um, the Hunger Games. You turn up to your district, and your name gets pulled out of a hat for what event you have to do. I like this. Uh, or the other one is, all the Olympians are still there. Because lots of people, when they watch the Olympics, they go, what the fuck is this? What is all this nonsense? Anyone can do that. So what they do is they get an average person out from the audience and say, now you try doing what they're doing so then we can actually be in awe of the greatness of the Olympians who are there. I like that idea. I, uh, I want to bring Pogs to the Olympics. I t- do you know what the best slammer I ever had for Pogs was? What? One of the old 50 pences. Really? Yeah, the best slammer I've had. It could flip on carpet as well as uh, wooden floor or tiled floor or vinyl flooring. Can and I just... Lionel carpeting as well. Well, I, I, I've been on some Pogs on eBay, which you told me to do on Facebook. Yeah. Which made me think, well, I posted, does anyone have any Pogs, obviously, because they're selling them cheap. And then old Tiggy over here mentioned something called eBay that sells stuff. Like, I've never heard of eBay before. Like, I wouldn't have gone on there. And I'll tell you eBay. what, pogs are expensive. Really? Yeah. Yeah, i tell you what. When I saw because I said, I, when I said it, I thought, I'm going to check eBay now. I'm going to go to my mum's and dad's and dig out mine. I'm not giving you any now. I'm because... I'll buy them off you. I'll give you £10. Pounds. Ten pounds. Oh, he's got quite that. It's gone quite net. Well, I think I've got over a thousand pogs. Um, and what, what, what that's the breakdown. Some of them are some like ten pogs and two slammers for fifteen quid. I wish well, I still had all mine. Okay, because yeah. I love you, I might make a tube up for you for you to take. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. The tube holds four hundred po- three hundred pogs. That's, pretty, pogs. that's a lot of pogs. I'm of... going to do it. I'm going to do a night of pogs at the venue. I think it'd be brilliant. Just get yeah. everyone to bring their own, have a whole tournament. Just open pog tournament, not even just comedians, the open pog tournament. Mm. Sounds like good. On, you, on a quiet night. You, that, it won't be a quiet night, mate. Everyone will be there. Everyone will be there, even the mayor. And he could use his big like gold thing, it's a slammer. Yeah. <laughs> and if he, does, if he doesn't, we break his teeth. True, with yeah. the gold thing. Yeah, with oh. our slammer. Oof. Well, yeah, yeah. How do you like them apples? Trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, boy. Just talking about the venue, um, I see you had a disabled comedian in a wheelchair there the other day. How did you get him up the stairs? Well, he he just walked up the stairs and then we carried his wheelchair up. Oh, Yeah, those are hard stairs. And hats off to him. He did them better than I do most days as well, so... I mean, I struggled up them bloody stairs. So I thought, well, I, I saw he had a wheelchair. Stairs. I thought, Christ, he's going to have a nightmare getting up there. He, he insisted on it. So we're like, you know what? We're going to do this. Mm. It's very good. Don't forget, though, you are dyspraxic down, Jay, so we always struggle on stairs. I've tripped down those stairs twice, and uh, both in the daylight and both times when I'm carrying stuff and not paying any attention to my surroundings. That's a very dangerous thing to do. It is. does not okay. surprise me at all. I got too comfortable. I thought, you know what? I need to take all these glasses down the stairs. And I dropped four. <laughs> and uh, luckily, none of them smashed. Am I a dreamer? Am I, am I a dreamer? Right, I've got a weird news story here that it caught my eye because I thought, oh, hang on. Is this real? And turns out it is real. But a man was confronted on a plane for scribbling. In a foreign language. But what was he writing? Was he writing, get these mother snakes off this plane? 
No, no, it wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. Damn it. The only thing I could think of. Was he writing a list of things he was going to, like, prank Walter the Softy with when he got off the plane on the other end? What, in a foreign language? In a foreign language. Le Dennis the Menace. You do know the bean was sold in over 100 countries, right? Yeah, but I can't speak any other language, so yeah. that's lost on me. That was at DJ Critters, not you. Oh. I knew that. Well, it's just the way you went, what, writing in a foreign language? Yeah. As if you don't translate it. Um... Did he write? Did he write? Um, it's not the Loch Ness monster coming down. Paul's just had a big, <laughs> and he was sending it off to the post, uh, the, the coast guard. Not the post guard, the coast guard. I like that because that's something someone could enjoy later. Yeah, hmm. it, in more ways than one. <laughs> the coast guards will. No, I don't so, think he will. If there's any entrepreneurs out there, get yourself down to Dover Docks uh, on a Monday. Or Thursday, that's when I tend to do my biggest. Get yourself down there, and you can put a little rope on it, put it on Trev's speedboat, and you can ride ride Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kids, clamber on. <laughs> this is it. This is going to make you millions. Millions. And I'm, I'm giving it for free as well. How about that? Did, did, did he... This could give 20% at least to charity. Oh, he's such a good bad Paul. Right, well, this was an American Airlines flight uh, between Philadelphia and Syracuse. What? Was he writing, was he writing, I'm getting fed up with this person reading over my shoulder? Probably. I've I've, I've got that. Oh, was he writing, Dear Deirdre, I find it hard to connect with people on a day-to-day basis. I keep trying to have conversations, but I can never find anyone interested to talk to in the workplace. What should I do? Invent an elephant and a giraffe to keep yourself <laughs> so you have someone to talk to. I don't, I don't understand. Um, well, this was a an economics professor, and the, the woman sitting next to him actually wrote a little note, handed it to the stewardess, um, because she was not comfortable with him writing in a foreign language. This oh foreign goodness. language turns out... To be a maths equation. Wow. Oh. He was actually wow. writing in algebra. He was doing an algebra calculation. And, um, yeah, the this silly woman thought that it was some sort of uh, foreign language and that uh, he was planning to do something bad on the plane. But no, no. Um, I like some of the comments that were on this. It was on a Reddit stream. Um, one of them saying it, it was uh, weapons of math destruction. <laughs> um, algebra, not Al Qaeda. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so many, so many people wrote, you know, wrote in to say that's just bloody stupid. But yeah, the yeah, they had to bring there was police brought on board, and because uh, it was all just before the plane was due to take off, so they actually grounded the plane, spent ages uh, while he explains it's math. <laughs> and two things. So many people just see terrorism so formulaic now. But the thing is, though, one, like, that is such a bigoted, like, thing to think like that anyway. And two, if you were going to take over a a plane even, surely you'd rehearse that, like, a few days before and knew what you were going to do. You wouldn't be sitting on the plane, ineffectively reading and writing your script. I know, it's just... That's what I tend to do when I go on stage, so... Well... I ruined Macbeth for everyone. <laughs> and that British Airways flight. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I, well, you got muddled up, didn't you? You went to the pilot and it's like, to be or not to be? <laughs> I'd be really getting Shakespeare wrong because I'd be quoting Hamlet when I'm meant to be I, doing Macbeth. I realise. I realise. Is this a dagger before me? No, I forgot it. It's tweezers. Can't take them on a plane. You can't. That's that's why that plane got grounded. I took a dagger on with me. It's true. You got it from Disneyland. It was it was a great dagger. It was a great dagger. And then I saw a speedboat go flying <laughs> over the plane. It landed. I've heard. Around top of the you... children's hospital. What? Animals, didn't I? Why am I picturing? 
What about a picture of the Jaws ride from Universal Studio, but they rethemed it with like someone dressed as Trev in a speedboat? It's <laughs> effing ridiculous. An yeah, it's We're going to figure orphanage. Remember, um, remember last week's last week's guest. My name's Nigel Lovell, and I. I'm a dreamer. Oh, Nigel Lovell, he likes a bit of Trevor Feelgood, doesn't he? In your face, Trevor Feelgood. In your face. <laughs> oh, that's a good sound effect. Trevor with his speedboat. Trevor oh, sure, his speedboat. speedboat. He's going too fast. Watch out, Trev. You're going to fall out. Oh, my goodness. Orphans don't pout. Run. Yes. <laughs> He is like the Green Ranger in this series, isn't he? He's just as much a part of this show than anyone else. But every now and then he just gets, he comes in. He's such an odd fit. Let's just put it, let's just have him as a permanent member. It, it'll either be the making of us or we'll be the making of him. <laughs> either way, either way. Like, I'm in too deep anyway. We need to do something. So it said on the toilet walls. That's what Geraldine told me. Um, Would like to sponsor us? Please do. Now, we've got a really good um, guest plan for this evening. Now, quite often we have guests oh, that we can't seem to get Paul's hold of. Story. Don't worry about Paul's new story. No, no. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, normally, yeah, we, we quite often get guests that suddenly can't get hold of. So are we going to be able to get hold of this one? Because apparently she's quite famous. Yeah, and I really hope we can, because this one's actually been in the diary for about six weeks. Ooh. And that's why when I found out I was going off to London on this day, I was like, ah, no, no. Luckily, they was able to record uh, later than, than what we had arranged, so mm. they could accommodate me uh, being in London. I might, might just say, though, it was a fantastic day in London. It's probably the best day I've had in a very long time. Where did you go? Well, then? Where did you go? Where did you go? Well, we went to London, went to Charing Cross. We then walked um, along uh, Westminster Bridge, went to Shrek's Adventure, which was fantastic. It's better than the last time I went there. Where's that? Uh, um, it's a long... Um, it's it's a lot. Well, you, do, you, do you know where City Hall is? Yes. Yeah, it's quite yeah, close there. Um, where the aquarium used to be. The worst way the aquarium still is. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's actually next door to the aquarium. Because mm. uh, I went to the London Dungeons with with my oldest son afterwards, and my wife and nephew, and my yes, my youngest nephew, and um, my youngest son. They all went to the aquarium whilst. Uh, I took my oldest son to London Dungeons, and the best part of London Dungeons was seeing him shit himself. I, he actually <laughs> squeezed uh, my arm so much that he did draw blood, but it was worth it because he was giving it the big one before going, I don't get scared. Fear is... is, uh, And he, he kept going, fear is useless. There's no such thing as fear. It's irrational. <laughs> Try telling that to a bloody arm. Who's uh, your son, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? <laughs> Was it because my eyebrow raised up as I was saying it? Or... <laughs> it was. I don't know why it happened, but it just, it's occasionally just does. Uh, and then, and then uh, we went on the London Eye. It was fantastic. Aye. Thanks to thanks to everyone that made me feel COVID safe on this journey as well. I do like the London Eye. I, 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 do you know what? I'm on it. And then I used to get to the top of the realise I had a fear of heights. Well, that's um, never good. Yeah, it was. It's terrifying. I and t- then like. Scared we're all gonna die. Getting on the top of Ben Nevis, the highest mountain in in the UK, and realising you got a fear of heights, that wasn't great. Especially when you knew you had to get down there, and you've just heard that someone's died whilst climbing up on the other side. Do you, do you do that thing I do of like I don't have a fear of heights until I'm in a very high place, oh. and then it kicks in. So the thing is, I don't. It's not much of a fear thing because I I actually enjoy being up high. But it's then my sudden realisation that I've got vertigo and that I, I'd forgotten because it had been a long time since I've been up anywhere really high enough to give me myself vertigo. So I was in Switzerland and I was 10,000 foot up in the air and I was just about to start walking down the mountain um, because we got a cable car up. So I felt a bit dizzy on the cable car on the way up and then the um, funicular railway. 
And then as I got to the summit, I was like, whoa, I feel so unsteady. Then I, oh, I've got vertigo, haven't I? Well done, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, when it just kicks in. Yeah, yep. Um, did you say you had a uh, another news story, Paul? Yeah, I have. Would you like to hear it? Well, I suppose we better squeeze it in before we get our guest in. So, did you know that there is now a new official monarch in the UK? No. What the the plane company? No, no, no. The the as in we technically have a new king. What is it? Water the softy? It's not water the softy. It's not. Is it- is this a way of like telling us you're secretly king of the country? That's what I was doing in London. I just got myself. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I had my coronation today. It was very low key. Uh, not, not the guy from the Disney TV series. Um, but no. So his name is Councillor James Lewis, who is. Um, oh, 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 he's. He is. He is the leader of the Leeds City Council. Um, but. Why is he the new reigning monarch? Uh, did he, did he win a, a stone? prize? He, did he win a prize? Uh, he went to bingo and the top prize for Full House that day was to be King of England for a day. Did he win it on a tippy, uh, Timmy Mallet's Whacker Day? If only. Not, on, not Tippy Mallet. I don't know who the f*** he is. I'll be honest, I thought you were about to say Tipping Point with Venture. Did he, did he win it on Tipping Point? You can take the money or, <laughs> or you can be king of the country. Well, I've had a lovely day. I'm going to take the money. <laughs> did he go around and see Noel Edmonds and he Mr Blobby? Did, well, he did go and see Noel Edmonds, but he got gunged by Mr Blobby. Mm. Oh, the worst. So Philip came up and went, that's my gag. They did he... Philip. Noel Edmonds, great friends. My, did, did this guy uh, pull a sword from a stone? He did not. He did hmm. not. It's even more bizarre than that. Did, so, did some watery tart throw a sword at him? <laughs> no, what? A watery t- classic python. Uh, <laughs> so, the reason why he's technically... Or, so this is the thing. He's either technically the new monarch or he has created and committed an act of treason. Ooh. You have to go to Traitor's Gate. You will have to go to Traitor's Gate, which I walked past today. What happened? Would you like to know what happened, boys and girls? Would you like to know what happened, dreamers? Yes! Well, I hope they do that we don't just f*** off and do the quiz straight away. That would piss off quite a few people that build up to this. Yes! It would. Would you like to know what happened? Yes. So he could not... So he he was paid for, Okay, The postcard he was sending was paid for. So he didn't have to put a stamp on there. But for a laugh, he put a photo of himself where the stamp should be. And then... Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You never guess what happened. His face got franked. So, you know, when it goes through the franking machine and it prints off, you can't reuse the stamp. (laughs) That's what's happened. Okay, so so he's got to be the new reigning monarch or, you know, he could be taken to the palace for involuntary treason. But but the, the Royal Mail gave a first class response. Um, that's a poor joke, sorry. But someone pointed out that very technically, using his photo in this way could be an offence under Section 65 of fictitious stamps of the Post Office Act of 1908. It's effing ridiculous. He's done it as a little joke to the person who's sending the postcard to, uh, but the Royal Mail have come up with this response. It is a crime to create or use counterfeit stamps. Royal Mail takes the necessary steps to protect stamp revenues, which help fund the Universal Postal Service, UPS for short, which serves the UK's 30 million households and businesses. We will seek to prosecute where we find someone has created counterfeit stamps or knowingly sold used stamps for reuse. This matter is being investigated by our security team. So they've not seen the funny side. Yeah, yes, they've not they've not kept it light, have they? No, no they've not kept it light. 
they have gone charging at it like a speedboat towards an orphanage. <laughs> I just... <laughs> it all comes back round. Oh dear. On that note then, shall we get Dave in to see uh, if we can get this quiz sorted out with our famous guest? Yeah, our famous BAFTA award-winning guest. Ooh. Is Dave actually around? Um, He's currently resting up his little paws where he's had a fun day walking around London. Ooh. Did Geraldine go as well? No, no. Her tag only allows her out past 8pm and we weren't sure if we'd get home in time. Uh, best to be safe than sorry. Especially with yeah. a giraffe on a tag. Quiz time. Dave, Dave, are you there? Oh, hi, uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, yeah, do you want a jingle for the for the podcast quiz this week? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, I didn't write it this week. Geraldine wrote it, but she asked me to sing it for her. Uh, okay. It's time for the quiz. With me, the elephant, I'm a two foot two, little d- and Geraldine's amazing. It's example given, e.g. quiz time. Woo! Go. Good, I like that. It's nice. So Geraldine wrote it. Yeah, I think that's why there's a swear about me in it. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, well, should I introduce our celebrity mystery guest today? Oh, go on then. So, our celebrity mystery guest is is a lady. It's been a while since we've had a lady as a guest. And we're not doing that because we're sexist on this show. It's it's just that they don't want to be associated with the show. Um, right. Okay, so, mystery celebrity guest, introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm Sarah Mills. I didn't realise this was uh, supposed to be a shower of shit. I thought it was uh, a very good uh, professional podcast <laughs> that would make sense and wouldn't involve elephants. But I'm here anyway. Uh, do you want me to tell you a little bit about myself? Oh, that would be amazing. Okay. So I am a comedian, an actor, a content creator and a writer in no particular order. Last year, I won the BAFTA Rockcliffe Award for TV comedy which I have been eating out on ever since. Like, uh, the phone has not stopped ringing. There's been lots of great opportunities coming up. And um, I expect to be famous within the year. And I'm upset it hasn't already happened. Thank you. Yes. Me too. There's one other job title you forgot to list. A chat show host. A chat show host, yeah, because I did, um, I made a... Web series slash podcast slash podcast called The Chemo Chat Show. Um, when I was get, recovering from cancer, I had like six months of chemo. So I decided to like host a talk show on the chemo ward. Because why not? That's amazing. Thank you. I think so too. And, and I've, I've watched the majority of them and I liked every single one. Oh, Aww. thank you. Are you in? Sorry, am I speaking to someone called Geraldine right now? I'm Dave. Okay, thanks, Dave. That's all right. And I love them too, Pep. But I especially like the one with Darrell Brian because I like his shiny head. Is that Sarah Millican? No, everyone keeps saying that. No. Okay. Giraffe. Great. Uh, did I take something before this Skype started? Um, you're just taking life, and everyone. Yeah. Right. High on life, you're right. I am, I am Dave and Geraldine. Uh, fantastic. You wouldn't want to see what Paul takes before this podcast. <laughs> Does he take a massive dump? Is that what it is? Oh, I tell you, we have to phone the Coast Guards up to let them know it's not the Loch Ness monster coming down the drains. Holy shit. literally. Yeah, there's so much going on with that. The idea of like a dump looking like the Loch Ness monster, almost like it's been moulded, just float through the sewer. You just showing and off, Paul. So that it would be um, buoyant, that it yeah. would have the buoyancy to float slightly submerged, but also visible. Yeah, and that the Coast Guard just looks out for dumps, especially big dumps, thinking also, he would find the Loch Ness monster. Ultimately, we need to remember that in that story there is. A act of kindness, which is that Paul rings ahead. To the Coast Guard. 
you think it's a story about like terrifying fecal matter but really it's a story about how we all have to live together in a civic society where we all depend on each other and the coast guard might want fair warning yeah about similar to the plot of paddington 2 Can you all hear that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This again. Um, right, we've got our two resident um, uh, people here, our two resident guests, although A&J wasn't here last week, so we'd best get him to introduce himself again. A&J. Hello, I'm AMJ. I've just had a really hot cup of tea and taken off, like, quite a lot of my tongue. So uh, <coughs> this is going to be great. Fantastic. Good to be back. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your disappearing tongue almost as much as ever is. Now, uh, next mystery guest is the one with the beard and glasses. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm Mark. I'm the producer. Um, I'm from sunny Dover and it's uh, it's lovely here. But is it? Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, you, you love it, Sarah, because it's been the best comedy night you've ever performed in. It was the best comedy night I've ever performed in. Well, you're very good at lying, Sarah. Even if your fingers are crossed, the listeners can't see that, you cheeky, cheeky mare. (laughs) Okay, going on with the first question, we're going to start off with DJ Critters, then AMJ, and then we go back to Sarah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those new listeners here, um, because all three of us, well, four, four, five of us, um, we all know how the quiz works, because Sarah's listened to at least 20 of the episodes. Thank you, Sarah. Um... We'd just like to recap. I asked the same question to each contestant. Starting off with DJ Critters. DJ Critters. Yes. Are you ready for your first question? Go for it. Where is Billie Eilish from? Um, from the TV. From the TV. Uh, AMJ, where is Billie Eilish from? I, I, I don't want to say America because I, I think that I think it's one of them questions. I'm going to go with Croydon. OK, uh, Sarah Mills, where is Billie Eilish from? From the Eilish Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love that answer. So you're going to get 10 bonus points for that, Sarah. AMG. She's not from Croydon. She is from America, Los Angeles, to be precise. Oh. But I love is the... she? Yeah. I would have thought she was in English. Uh, everyone thinks that because she's a little bit pale and there's no sun in England. AMG, <laughs> uh, uh, I-, I love the fact that you thought that Dave was trying to trick you up because he is a cheeky elephant. So you got yourself five bonus points. DJ oh. Chris, I don't like you this week, so you got minus three points. <laughs> Thank you, Geraldine. That um, was so smooth, then. That was beautiful. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, uh, <laughs> AMJ. Yes. Might I just point out I've got nothing to do with these sound effects. Oh. Uh, uh, it's, it's the producer. Uh, right. Ooh, ooh, AMJ, first yeah. question to you. What was the clothing company Nike originally called? What was it? Oh. Uh, was it just called Do It? And then, then they became just do it. Well, I don't know the answers, but Geraldine does. No, that's a really good one. Sarah Mills, to you, what was the original? What's the original name of the Nike clothing company? I think it was um, Panike at the disco. It's one of my favourite bands. I listen to them when I'm feeling melancholy. Does that not make you feel more melancholy? Yeah, I like to listen to music that that emphasises with me. Oh. That takes you further into the hole. Well, I'll tell you what, Pet, I like it when people get further in the hole. I almost lost it. (laughs) I I don't understand what you mean by that, uh, Geraldine. But uh, DJ Cridland, what was the clothing company Nike originally called? I'm going to go all serious now, um, because it was actually called Blue Ribbon Sports. There's always yeah, one. Mm, there's always one that ruins the quiz for everyone. He's got it correct, so you get your three minus points back, mm. and you can have another two because you looked really smug, and I like a smug face. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I 
I loved Sarah's joke, so Sarah gets herself another 22 points. Oh. I am really enjoying being on this podcast, I've just <laughs> got to say. But if anything, it's a lovely stroke for the ego. It, yeah, it's doing wonders for my self-esteem. Thank you so much. And MJ, I was about to give you 2,000 points, but you've disorientated me with walking around on your webcam. You've just Are lost- you just trying to get your steps in right now, AJ? I am. I'm just trying to get the light on and sit in a comfy place, but it just looks like I'm sat in a cupboard. It doesn't matter. The, 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 the listener doesn't see this, but it's nice to see that you care for us. So you got yourself eight points. Oh, what a day to be alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Sarah Mills, this one is for you. Can you name Disney's first film? Yes, I can. That I do for me? No, 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 I want to try, I want to try, I want to try. I just think that'd be really funny. Let me try. I think that Disney's first... Now, you need to... You need. I think you need to be more specific, because are you talking about, like, a feature-length film or it's a very first release? Because I think they only released, like, very short pieces in the early days of Disney. Let's go feature-length, then. Well, I'm going to go... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, oh, DJ Critters, what do you think is Disney's first film? Um, I think... I'm going to go with Sarah and I think that it is um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I believe, You're... sir. I don't I know. I to say about you going off with another woman. Uh, AJ... It's not a f***ing pantomime. <laughs> Is it not? What am I doing here? Well, pantomime would have an elephant and giraffe in it. Uh, AMJ, name Disney's first feature-length film. Well, are we going to go with Disney's first feature-length film as the Walt Disney Company? Or are we going to go with what he originally worked on, which was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? What? I'm going to go with... Snow White. Yeah. Because that's the first feature length film. Dave was more specific. You should have been listening to AMJ. However, the fact you know that, so you got yourself uh, half a point. DJ Critters, because you copied the answer, you got two points. Sarah Mills, you beautiful lady. And you mentioned a feature length. And let me tell you, Benefit Bear gave me his feature length last night. You get yourself 80,000 points. I'm sorry, was there a dirty joke buried in there? Uh, it was buried deep in me last night. Oh, f*** it out! Is there really a film called Oswald the Friendly Rabbit? There is Os- Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which was basically Mickey Mouse before he was Mickey Mouse. Universal <laughs> took it off him, and then he had to kind of fight to get it back. Love that. Um, yeah, great how film, do you know day. that? That's a really specific piece of information. I really like old animation and silent films. And I've got a whole book on Oswald the Lucky Rabbit over here. I can read you all about him, guys. You up for that? No. Oh, can fair. you bring it to the gig I'm doing of yours, though, Adam? Because that sounds really interesting. I will bring it to the gig. And before you start, I will give you 10 minutes of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit facts. Can I just read the book in yeah, my yeah, own it's time? Pro- it's probably for the best. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Right. Moving ever so swiftly on. Oh, DJ Critters, back to you. It, I know you love sports. <laughs> Who is the third on the all-time list of female tennis Grand Slam champions? I have no idea. I'm going to go with Serena Williams. I don't do sport. AMJ, who is the third on the all-time list of female tennis Grand Slam champions? I, I don't follow tennis, uh, but I love uh, I love Judy Murray, old Bar Murray. So I hope it's a. Uh... Don't we all? Um, Sarah Mills, who is third on the all-time list of female tennis Grand Slam champions? Venus Williams. Uh, I'll tell you what, you got Williams, so you got half the answer, Sarah. So you got yourself fifty-two thousand points. AMG. I love Judy Murray. It looks like she's got, she's always got something hidden in her drawers. She's a cheeky little minx. She gets herself five points. And DJ Critters, <laughs> you've got the correct answer. If you don't like tennis, 
So you get yourself three and a half points. Ooh, wow. I am absolutely whipping your asses, by the way, boys. You are. I'll tell you, you're going the right way, Sarah, to become the highest ever leading scorer on this podcast. It's almost like there's really no rhyme or reason in any of it, and this could be a completely random win for me. Not at all. You're, you're earning it. Dave Moran, uh, sorry, I mean, anti-during battalion, currently is the champion of points. He's got five million and five. <laughs> oh, but wasn't that because he got extra points when his cat was sick halfway through? Yeah, because his cat was sick live on webcam. He got himself about three million points for that. And he's got dreamy eyes, so I gave him bonus points for that too. So what you're saying is I need to go and get a nauseated cat to be able to even compete with this man. Well, I think if you made a dog sick, it would probably trump the cat, to be honest. Oh, I hate dogs. <laughs> Do you? Well, that's yeah. weird. If you punch the that dog, face, I'll give you 10 million points. Really? Oh, Geraldine, you've changed. No, I haven't. I'm the enforcer. <laughs> I love dogs. And I know Paul loves dogs too, so please don't hurt dogs. Um, right. Uh, uh, next question. We're going to go to AMJ. Now I know AMJ loves fashion. So, yeah. AMJ, who invented the iconic little black dress? Ah, uh, Prada. Okay. Uh, coming to you, Sarah Mills. Who invented the iconic little black dress? I think it... It was either Coco Chanel or Susie Quattro, and I am going Coco Chanel. Thank you very much. I've got a friend called Coco. It's a guinea pig. Um, <laughs> DJ Critters. Uh, who, who, who invented the iconic little black dress? I haven't got a bloody clue. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, famous fashion designer, um, Primark. Primark. Oh, I'm surprised you just didn't copy... The previous answer, like you did last time. Yeah. And I tell you what, DJ Critters, I forgot about that, so you lose 10,000 points. Sarah Mills yeah. is spot on again with Coco Chanel. You can get 4.2 million points. I really enjoyed that because I actually feel like I earned those points. Uh, you did, Pet. You're fantastic. Thanks. Just to say Pet does not mean I'm Sarah Millican either. AMG. Well, you you said Prada, didn't you? I did say Prada. But you, I, I really like the David Bowie and Charlie Chaplin cat you got behind you. So oh, you cheers, bud. For that. Right. Okay. Uh, moving on. Oh, oh, Sarah Mills. This one is to you. Okay. I, this is the last question of the night. Okay. Now I understand you're a big fan of Netflix. Yes. <laughs> like everyone else on the planet <laughs> I am sometimes it's just good to be generic because I didn't want to offend anyone the, the way you initially looked I thought you were going to say well actually I'm sponsored by Amazon Prime you stupid elephant um, oh my god if I was sponsored by Amazon Prime do you think I'd be on your podcast right now and if you were I'd be so annoyed that you were on this podcast <laughs> What are, you, what are you doing here? Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This, this podcast got onto the list of the top 20 comedy podcasts in the UK of 2021. So, yeah, we I know. That is, that is a fantastic, insane achievement. Mm. And, it's not Amazon Prime, though, Critters, is it? It's not up, Amazon Prime. And, and an unfair achievement. There's much better podcast than us. However, I must say, I'm, I'm going to say it out loud, I'm very ashamed at the sound quality of Bryden and podcasts. Sometimes his guests are so distorted, if we'd done that, we'd re-record the show. Rob Bryden, I'm disappointed, but I love your content. Right. right. I'm with Chris. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell Rob Bryden's listening to this? And he's Should be. Get it top 20 he isn't. He can learn a thing or two from us. You told him off and now he's going... Oh. I bet Rob Bryden doesn't even have an elephant in his podcast. He doesn't. I've tweeted him. I've emailed him. Said, I'll, do a, I'll do a spot. He don't want to know. Does, does he not? Doesn't reply. And, oh, I thought he's brilliant. And I've been to all his live shows. It's cost me a fortune. Um, right. We've got sidetracked. Sorry. Um, so, 
like everyone in the world, apart from Mr. Jeff Bezos when he's not flying in his big penis. <laughs> what was the most watched series of Netflix in 2019? 2019? Yeah. So Bridgerton arrived on Netflix in 2020, otherwise that would be my answer. In 2019, uh, I'm going to get this wrong and it's going to annoy me. It, I want to say it's going <sighs> to... Do you know what? I'm going to go left field, actually. I'm going to say friends. Oh, I'll be there for you. Just thinking uh, that. AMJ, what are you going to say? Uh, it's a weird year, that, as well, because it was yeah. like, well, well, we could do stuff, but we still had a life, so we didn't really need Netflix. No. I didn't actually get it's... Netflix until the pandemic hit, because I needed something to do. So I got Netflix. Turn, please, uh, well, DJ Critters. It's AMJ's turn to speak. Or the guests. It, is it is it queer eye? I don't know. I don't know the answers. Really I'm going to go with queer eye. So queer eye for the straight guy, or just queer eye? Queer eye, just queer eye, not not the old one. Uh, just just making sure. Uh, DJ, <laughs> <laughs> people just watching the reruns. They might be. You never know. You never know. Um, I think um, Stranger Things was very popular back oh, then. Um, I mean, when I did get Netflix, I binge watched all of it. So I'm going to say it was more popular the year before. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Stranger Things. Now, this has really boiled my piss because DJ Critters has got this right. So I've got to give him uh, 2.3 quarters. Uh, yeah, you can do fractions and decimals at the same time, kids. That's, that's 2.75. That's how many points he's got. Uh, EJ, um, I, I love a queer eye, mate. So you get yourself 12 points. Uh, oh, Sarah Mills, I'm afraid you're incorrect. However, Friends is my favourite sitcom. So you get yourself a bonus 3 million points. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. It is. Is it why? why oh, bloody Gerald. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. <laughs> Would you like to know what the final standings are with points? I hope no one's been counting, because I got a f***ing clue what I said. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, yes. In last place, with a respectable 12.7 points, is DJ Critters. Well done, DJ Critters. In second place, with the most amount of points he's ever got, but he didn't quite pip it for the win this week. It's AJ with 1.8 million points. Yes. But the outstanding winner with 8.76 million points is the fabulous Sarah Mills. In your face, It's coming up. It's coming up. Your quiz is coming to my home. Um, does that mean that I have beaten Cat Puke Man? Ah, uh, it does, Pep. You've beaten Anti during Battalion for points. No doubt he'll want to come on for a rematch at some point. Yeah, he can eat my dust. <laughs> I was going to say something very vulgar, and I stopped myself, which isn't like me. I was going to say, we're normally used to you being quite vulgar. So. Uh, I was going to say, he can eat my pussy. As simple as that. Oh. oh. What? Can I go now? This is just becoming very vulgar. It is. I'm, so, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, no, I'm really sorry, sir. Uh, before you go, before you, uh, I hate the vulgarity of this silly podcast, and I'm sorry for the swears that have fallen out of my mouth. Um, but can can I can I ask you? Have you got anything to promote? Oh, um, I. The thing that I am trying to promote at the moment is just my uh, social media. I've, I've, I've applied for a lot of different things lately and it would really help me if I had more followers. So I am at Sazzy Mills on Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok. So that's S-A-Z-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-S. And we make sure DJ Critters puts that on our social media too. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and, of course, tag you in all the promotion for the uh, podcast as well. So. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be the end of your career. Um, and also, although we have had Mark Simmons and Al Baldino, they've been on the TV. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, and do you know, like you, they weren't demanding. It's all the open micers that we get on who are the most demanding. Um, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, they I, are. I don't know why you kept asking them to bring friends with them, Dave. It was odd. Well, is this a bring a podcast? <laughs> it is a bring a podcast. You have to bring a guest with you. Imagine, oh my God. That would be the next step. Yeah. Paul brings at least two guests with him every week. Sometimes it's three or four, de- depending on what mood he's in. And when I say okay. mood, he's up there. Um, <laughs> Sarah Mills, have you it's got any advice for our listener? Uh, don't sweat the small stuff and um, try not to get into drugs because it's a slippery slope. Thank you very much. That is very serious advice. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Thank you. It's about time we had some decorum on this podcast. Sarah, you're welcome back whenever you want. Ah, thanks. This has been delightful. You're, you're, you're not going to want to see us again. Well, before so I'm probably going to be gigging with you all at some point, so I yeah, will yeah. see you again. Yeah. In fact, it's going to happen in a fortnight, so it's... it's yeah, what's this gig? Tell see us you about then. Gig. Yeah, well, I'll see you too. be sleeping with us soon. What? That's what I heard. Sorry. Gigging, Dave. No, I, I, Gigging. I thought AMJ said, I'll be sleeping with you soon. And it just completely threw me. Because <laughs> he pointed and it looked like he was pointing at me. I got all confused. Sorry. No, Dave, no. Um, AMJ, what is this gig that's coming up then? Where, where are we going to see you and, uh, and Sarah? So it is at Yellow Stocks in Rochester. It is a wonderful I gig. I thought it was in Faversham. Bear with me. There's a bear with you. Benefit bear. Yeah, it's probably benefit bear. AMG, don't forget you run more than one. I will month. check my calendar. <laughs> what All I've right, shall I go now? You need me to go, don't you? No, no, we need you to do a little jingle for us. A little soundbite, because um, you may have heard the song, because the reason, yeah, we called this Living the Dream, and then we, we borrowed a song, which goes a bit like this. You may have heard that song, yeah? Back yeah, in the 90s. Love that song. Um, I managed to get hold of the, the original singer of that song and she made us this little jingle. Hi, this is Janice Robinson and I'm a dreamer. And yes, I'm the original singer of Living Joy and I'm a dreamer. And you're listening to Living the Dream Radio. Have a blessed day. Peace. So she did that really nice one. And ever since then, we've got guests to do their own version, such as... Hello, I'm Trevor Feelgood and I'm a dreamer. Hello, I'm Amanda Bush, and I'm a dreamer. And last week's guest... My name's Nigel Lovell, and I am a dreamer. So, if you, are you up for doing uh, okay. one of those? So, the stage yeah. is yours. Hello, I'm Sarah Mills, and I'm a dreamer! Excellent. So, yeah, we'll clip that out. We'll use that in a future show. But, uh, no, thank you very much for coming along and winning, beating us. One of these days, I'm going to win. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's great. Thank you. Nice uh, to see you, boys. It's absolute pleasure. Nice to see you, Sarah. Here we go. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Oh, Thank you, Sarah. See, she was nice. She is. She's a fan. I said when she was down at um, Stand and Deliver, she done her show. I was like, I really want to get her back again. She's a fantastic act. They say females can't be funny, but that's a load of old tut. Yeah, There's exactly. more unfunny male comedians than there are uh, female Definitely through that. So, but yeah, that about wraps us up for this week. So, um, well done, boys, and we we come back next week. Um, are we going to be uh, recording at a normal time next week rather than past my bedtime? Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. fingers crossed. All right. So, I'm I'm sorry. I'm on holiday fun. this week, and. Mm. Um, had a lovely surprise day out in London. Well, don't be sorry for having a lovely day out in London. Uh, no, I'm sorry because you two couldn't make it and had could... a good day with us. Thing you asked. Did you no. not? No, no. I gave it to Geraldine to give to you. No, no. one mentioned anything about London to me, mate. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I got I got distracted. I, I found I found five pound on, on the floor when I was going to get deliver the message, and I just. I just, uh, I just got a load of penny chews, and I, I got I, I, sugar high. I'm sorry. Sugar high. <laughs> sugar high candy. Yeah, something like that. That's beautiful. <laughs>
Musical Insights.